Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Hi, Jack Daniel. <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> it's so uh, obvious, too. It's funny. <laughs> I don't like Jack. Yeah, I'm not no a bourbon. Does. I don't I like the do bourbon, the whiskey. I don't like the bourbon and the whiskey, except for what is it? The one I like, Fireball. Fireball, which is like girl whiskey. Yeah, it's girl or whiskey. Something. Yeah, it's, yep. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, whiskey and bourbons. All of those brown liquors they, are gross. I don't like them. I don't like them. I've never. Mm, no, I don't even that, like that in a cigar. I would barf into the fireplace. I was sitting behind well, and tweed. Sitting beside but and see, tweed. But the <laughs> smell of it. It's kind of one of those weird things. It's mm. kind of like coffee. Mm. Yeah. And I love the smell of coffee, but if you drink- I love the smell I'm of coffee, coffee and ooh. I'm okay with the taste of coffee. You drink coffee, though. Um, I don't like the smell of bourbon or whiskey and I hate the taste of bourbon. I got really, really, really drunk and hung over on, one, on whiskey when I was like 16. Like mine illegally up yeah, in the woods. Yeah, yeah. mine was tequila. Yeah, so- I got that going for me. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Too funny. Hold, yeah. hold the presses. Hold the presses. Yep. I have a huge retraction. Ladies and gentlemen of the world, good company in the car, listeners, I have a humongous retraction and a public apology of great Oh, your sister. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back here and <laughs> Okay, first of all, I'm going to say I got her age wrong. Boy, I said you? she was 63, and she's seven years older than I am. I am, And you're 12. I, well, <laughs> I am 53. Now, math is hard, mm -hmm. and so when in my head, I was like, well, how old is my sister? Well, I'm 53. So she's 63. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that is literally what I did. We recently recorded, I think it was it may be published by now, uh, the one about my sister in losing her dog in the woods and someone picked it up and took it away. I called her after it was released and I, I checked in to see if she had heard it and I called her and she goes, I'm not 63. You're damn right, Chrissy. <laughs> and you're in good shape, but too. But the hilarious part was, was that was what yeah, just... I don't blame her. Everything else was 95% was, was accurate. Isn't there a saying about a woman's age? There's, there's, well, she doesn't care, She doesn't. No, really, your sister's down But she's earth. like, I'm not that old. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. So here is a... And, oh, and for the record. And for the record. I was goofing on their uh, their neighborhood being like a snake-infested swamp. It's not. It I is, love their oh, neighborhood. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, their neighborhood. I love their neighborhood. But I would live is, there in a heartbeat. Next to the Ocala National Park. We had a that bike ride we took. It was super cool. We saw the crazy lady who had the who writes the slogans. In yeah, her well, yeah, she's way down it there. Is, but it is a it is it's a it great is, place. It I is love a it. Florida man neighborhood. It's it's neat. so again my uh, deepest. Heartfelt apologies for getting my sister's age wrong. She thought it was funny, but she did She's correct sport. me. She did correct <laughs> She's good sport. me. You have to be if you're your if she has you for a little brother. <laughs> you, what, <and laughs> vice versa. Well, yeah, exactly. You're not wrong. She gave as good as you know. Yeah, she yeah, we, as good yeah as she exactly. It was no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Christy, darling, I'm sorry that I got your age wrong. Anyway, okay. Uh, and all right. We go forward. Okay, tonight we are going to do. It's on Disney Plus. This is a national, Disney Plus National Geographic. National Geographic. Does Disney own National Geographic now? They seem to own everything. Yes, yes they do. They do. Okay, because I had a friend who worked for Nat Geo, uh -huh. and he was that Kilroy Laylor. Mm -hmm. And Laylor would not. He wanted to be fired so he could get the the bonus package. Oh, okay. And they kept. They wouldn't let him. Like they kept teasing oh, him along. No, no, no. I mean. 
they were going to let him go, but they held him so long that he couldn't get the big bonus couldn't package. Couldn't get the golden parachute. Right, 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 uh, okay. right. So, yeah. So, uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so, yes, uh, Disney did buy Nat Geo. Okay, you can see this documentary. It's on Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Plus. It's a National Geographic National production. Geographic. Came out in 2011. 2011. It's called Hunt for the Abominable Snowman. Hunt for the Abominable Snowman. Since there is a paucity of good Bigfoot material, we're, we're casting... The Bigfoot and the Yeti, they're all the same. They're Bigfoot. The they're supposed to be related. And the, and the skunk and the hairy man. Okay. And the, you know, so yeah. this, this starts out with um, stunning shots of stunning the Pacific shots. Northwest and the Himalayas. Himalayas. And we do that at the beginning. We don't do that through oh, the whole episode. Fine. But it had Everest in it, and we do have an affinity for Everest. Ugh, and, uh, yeah, I uh, love hate. But um, opposite sides of the world. So we meet uh, in... in, in, in in the Himalayas, it's called the Yeti. In the Northwest, uh, it's called the Sasquatch. In China, it's called the Urine. It's it's lots urine. of dramatic. That's what they call it in China. Urine. 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 That yeah. sounds an awful lot like pee pee. Piss. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, Jerry Moffat. Uh, <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> Piss. Yeah. It's all right. Bad. Jerry Moffat is our host, and. Uh, we've got shots of him kayaking and wearing hiking stuff or whatever. He's very clearly Scottish, and speaking with a Scottish accent seems hard. Do you know what I mean? It looks like it takes a lot of effort to talk like that, and even though it's great. We uh, make uh, to the boot. Uh, uh, you know, it just he, works your tongue so much harder. Well, speak first, like an American. It's well, easy. I don't mean to character assassinate him, but I, I was like, who is this guy? I think I said, who is he's, this guy? I know, like, but he's just, he's just... Well, I know, but he's... Transverse the all the rivers of the this oh yeah he's he kind of, I mean and... he's just a, he he's a guy who like National Geographic you want me to uh, you know host this this thing about the bomb I'll okay. do it or maybe he pitched it to he them. looks like that annoying guy Bob in your office that you kind of know and like oh it's Bob and yeah. you walk away from it's a little he's the... he's in the Himalayas he's got on a button down Oxford yeah that's all I'm saying he it's supposed to be very um speaking ad-libbing and just talking you know he's like, yo hey i'm doing this it's all very scripted and you did oh that was really funny because you just did it he he does he does this odd thing where he doesn't pretending to be interviewed or he's acting like hey, he's talking to a reporter or something like that he, so he doesn't look into the so camera he, doesn't he looks look to the into right the of camera. it he is always looking off from the camera so we're never looking directly in his face and it's so dramatic the stops and he takes the backpack he's he does very, he, he's he's, a, he's very it's uh, dramatic it's funny yeah it's very dramatic there's, there's a better affected he's very affected very affected okay we learned that the abominable snowman is the, uh, was snowman. Dre- was dreamt up in the 1920s when the first uh explorers not dreamt up well was whipped the up by, was the used. term was used in the 1920s when the first explorers who'd gotten to the ever up on everest came back with stories of footprints and stuff and then the american uh Media uh, came up. I don't know who coined this. You can pinpoint the moment Abominable Snowman was coined. Abominable. It was an article in like the New York Times or something like that. Anyway, Jerry has made this really amazing connection that in the Pacific Northwest, there are also these stories of these big bipedal ape-like creatures that no one can seem to track (laughs) down. No offense, Jerry. I want to make fun of it a little more. Well, when I'm in the Himalayas doing my... Uh, hiking and bike, biking and motor and, mm-hmm. and, and boating and stuff, or when I'm in training in the Pacific Northwest, and he's just on a snowmobile. Like, what are you? And he's just riding around. He's, a... He kind of annoyed me. <laughs> he, but he, I, when he's training, what do you, I, he's just riding a snowmobile around. He's so we see during these shots of him just cruising around fields, and and, and I think they're in Wyoming. We get a bunch of testimonials, fairly quick fire of people who have seen Bigfoot. At that point, I saw a large bipedal creature 
come out of the trees and hurriedly scamper across. It wasn't a person. It wasn't a bear. It was, it didn't get down and crawl on all fours or whatever. It was, it was what it was. I thought for a long time how it could have been something else, and I never could convince myself it was anything but what it was. Now Jerry is telling us about a case that got people talking. A couple um, yeah. reported to the, I don't know, the Natural Resources he Police or something? He was some sort of a... He, the he guy, was a Natural Resource Police Officer, right. former, but they reported it to whoever it was right. that they thought, and they had a bunch of footprints around their cabin, so... Jerry gets back on the snowmobile and he's cruising around and he meets them in the middle of the woods, the, not even what? by their cabin. Why? Just to, uh, yeah. So Ken and Cindy Avenon are here to talk. They were tracks in the mud, and they were tracks only that I've seen on television. So how big were the tracks? Well, the biggest one we found measured just over 15 inches. These are the prints which convinced Ken and Cindy Avenon. The largest measures 38 centimeters, and they were up to 1.5 meters apart, suggesting a creature with a massive stride. Are you an easy guy to fool? I wouldn't think so. I've never seen or heard anything that I couldn't explain away. I'm definitely a skeptical. He's very skeptical. skeptical. He was law enforcement officer in Florida for 30 years, so he's extremely skeptical, and it's a show-me thing with him. If he can't see it, or have definite proof it doesn't exist. I can't explain this away. Cindy lets us know that being the wife to him is a big part of her being. Because she's like, oh yeah, he's a police officer. You gotta show, you know what I mean? She's very, she like cuts him off to letting people know well, how no-nonsense he is. That was all fine and dandy. The only thing about him, the, look at his, look at his uh, goatee mustache. Goatee. You were saying he like shaved it weird? It, it looked, it looked, <laughs> like his mustache. Okay, so on most men, your mustache runs from the bottom of your nose to the top of your lip. Uh-huh. His only went halfway <laughs> Oh, that wasn't his lip. He no, that there? was no. It, was, his it did mustache, look a little weird. His mustache stopped. Like I'm doing it again. Like like I'm on audio. Like I'm being seen right now. I'm <laughs> acting it out. So 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 the, the the difference the difference between the bottom of my nose and the top of my upper lip is probably a half an inch or so. Okay, his was a quarter. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Well, must well must, meaning the hair. There was still right. the half an inch, but the mustache was only okay. okay. Well, mustache trimming is very important. Oh, it just bothered me. Well, what I want to point out: this oh. is much more important. Okay, no National Geographic. The foot was fifteen inches long, right? They yes. said it was fifteen inches long. Okay, but then the stride is one point five meters. I'm not going to stand for this kind of cultural erosion. <laughs> I we, didn't catch that. We oh, we use the imperial system in this we country. We need to stick with, pick one this and go This is America, goddammit. We like our beer cold, our TV loud, and our units of measurement based on arcane principles. I will not stand that for it. very funny. Oh, no, 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 National Geographic. All this was National Geographic certain- money. And if I hear it again, I'm going to blow my top. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. I that I, I, I did not catch no, that. That's very funny. I'm not, I'm not putting up. I, but uh, I remember uh, to say 15 inches, and then I, I remember the Yeah, the state. they yeah, tried to just sneak funny. that in there. I don't know who the president of National Geographic is, but I bet he's European. We now meet Dr. Jeff Maldrum, and he's at Idaho State University. More often than not, this subject is considered tabloid or uh, merely pseudoscience. For me, it seems that we're dealing with relic populations of man-like primates 
uh, literally dotting the globe. Uh, he's kind of going out on a limb, even acknowledging that this is a possibility. And he lets us know that a lot of people consider this, I hate this word, pseudo, pseudoscience. And he uses the word relic populations. So he figures these, it might be a relic population is the, the Bigfoots, there's the Sasquatch. There's a few there, and there's a few here. And a few in the Himalayas. There's some down in Florida. However, I did like, this is what I did like about him, that he said... He wasn't necessarily a believer. He just felt that there was enough no evidence, evidence out there to warrant, that warrant for, and that is that is exactly how I feel. Okay, I I do not believe, but I don't not double negative. Right. I don't not believe. Okay, I want some proof. I want okay. some. I want some proof. Fair enough. Real proof. Okay, so now we get the old. I think it's a tired comparison between the Bigfoot and the, the Yeti and the uh, mountain gorilla. And they were like, up until the 1920s, science didn't even acknowledge that there was the mountain gorilla. They acknowledged gorillas, the subspecies, the mountain gorilla. No, it's not a... Well, it's that not a silverback, it's, right? But it's, yeah, but it's not an yeah, apt yeah. comparison. Yeah, I, I agree. And also about, what, it was 10 Because yeah, nobody ever went up there. How would anybody right, know? Right, but, but you know what I mean? It's not, it's not an entirely new animal. It's just, it's a subspecies. Mountain gorillas and lowland gorillas can mate. Oh, and he also brought... Brought up that the one that keeps getting brought up, the giantess Pitifica or what, oh, Gigantopithecus. Uh, right, they keep bringing that up. When now it that, talks that, that they, they have archaeology, we have uh, fossils of Gigantopithecus, yes, which is a gigantic gorilla. Okay, so I want. I we'll get to that. Okay. So Gigantopithecus was, and this proves my point. A mountain gorilla is. 1.7 meters long, or it is 180 kilograms. You know what sounds a whole hell of a lot more terrifying? A mountain gorilla is six feet tall and weighs over 450 pounds. That scares the shit out of me. Gigantopithecus was nearly three meters tall and was up to 450 kilograms. You know what's a hell of a lot more terrifying? Gigantopithecus was over nine feet tall and weighed almost 1,200 pounds. Come on! Why are you so angry? I'm angry because the metric system pussifies things. <laughs> the only time it makes things makes things seem bigger. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I wasn't expecting that one at all. That's funny. Okay, when you're using distances. Like, oh, we were going 100 kilometers an hour. I'm like, bitch, that's 60. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So, I, we'll, we'll, go, we'll come back to that. Now we get... Shoshone woman Reba Teron, and we meet her again. We're on the snowmobile, and we we, we have to snowmobile to her house. And I, you think that's her cabin? There's roads. But you do know, you, there's roads. There are. But do you do do you think that there's that's her cabin that she was on that log cabin? It was really pretty. It was cute. It was nice. I feel well. The Shoshone name is Bia Numbi or Bia Numb. Bia Numb. And what mm -hmm. does Bia Numb mean? Bia means big, and Numb or Numbi means foot or feet. He's an ancient creature that has existed here on Earth for a long time. And he knows our mountains inside and out. Two things. Two things. She talks about shape-shifting. They call it shape-shifting. I believe Bigfoot does have that power. And I can see him turning into a small animal where he would not be seen from being a big giant creature. And then, then they can't find him. You know, when they have him trapped. Which, that loses me. That right? loses she's, me. She's like, because I'm the mystic. Once we get into the mystic it, stuff, yeah, I'm like, oh. that it's not an animal. And, and, two, and the other one is, I feel like Native Americans have only one dialect, Coach. And all of them, and every movie. Please every, send your hate mail directly to Kevin. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it. But she's got that, that generic accent, 
and and it's me. My ear isn't that subtle, but to me, it's it's sort of like everybody and and dances with wolves. Okay, yeah, and dances I, with wolves. I see what and, you're saying. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way she does, yeah, she just sounds yeah. like every Native American yeah, who's got yeah, an yeah. accent. Whatever. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the joke. You're backing out of that one. That no, I'm funny. not. It was for the That's joke. Funny. No, no, no. I, I see. You'll yeah, hear yeah. it. No, no, no. Yeah, her, she's got that very specific way of speaking, and that must be if you're. She was. She looked younger than me. No, she was a nice, pretty woman. She had the nice earrings on. And no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, she is, wasn't. She wasn't old. Or, she wasn't old, so she would have been. She even if, right. even if her family spoke the language at the house, you'd think that her English it, wouldn't be accented like that. that. Accent like that. But good for her. I love accents. I like the way she talked. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying she too. sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Northern exposure. <laughs> this is the shot where we're supposed to see. The way he's packing up his car, it's like this is all unscripted. I'm just telling you how I'm feeling. But Jerry is putting his money where his mouth is, and he's going to hunt for the Yeti. So here's what I think. I think the easy argument, the one that says if one of these creatures did exist, we'd all be bound to know about it. Well, that doesn't work for me anymore. I'm going to go back to Nepal. I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to find out what the local people really believe. I'm going to see what physical evidence there is for the Yeti. I'm going to hunt the abominable snowman. And then, holy fuck, that airport. The Tenzig Hillary Airport. So they're coming in. It's That's smaller than the airport in Fort Lauderdale, or in Key West. Yeah. (laughs) That's smaller than the airport in Key West. When they were coming into that thing, and it's at, uh, they let us know that it's at 2,700. Looks like a parking lot. 2,700 meters. Which, it's a lot scarier if you say 9,000 feet. At this point, from here on out, he says, from here on out, it's on foot. Fuck, from the beginning, it would have been on foot for me. I never would have flown into that airport. I, I would have walked up there. I never, Well, good no. for you. I want. I, I keep telling you about uh, uh, about Mount Everest. I want the helicopter ride to the top. Oh, yeah. I don't want, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, don't no, want, no. I don't want to walk anywhere. Fly up. I'll, I'll wave at it from a 747. <laughs> I would not. I would walk from the valley. I would and walk. And then there was that weird save that you pointed out where it it's like showing like the buildings and stuff, and it looks like the, air, yeah. the airplane's oh, right, driving right. through the it, town. Comes, yeah, he's unloading his stuff, and all of a sudden, like, a cab goes by, a cab goes by, a moped. <laughs> then, the, then the plane goes by, and then more traffic. It's like it drove right You're up through town. But yes, it did look like the airplane was driving through town. That's so then they were like, we're going to use Sherpas, and here we meet Dawa Sherpa, and then we're going to use yaks, and that one yak was like, fuck. <laughs> that yak was like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. It's very funny. And, and I feel so sorry. See, this is what... I'm, this is a service, a, a public service announcement. You know when you go to those towns and they have the horse-drawn carriage, or you know when you go to the the, the, the traveling the traveling circus, and there's a and there's a, a pony or something. I feel so sorry for those animals. They have such dull, boring lives, and they're just... Yeah. They're just... I just feel so sorry. So these poor yaks... Uh-huh. Their whole existence is getting things tied onto their back yeah. and they got to walk up the side. <laughs> Again, yeah. They talk about, you know, I say, this guy summited Everest 28 times. Those yaks have done it like 400 really? times. And they'll do it on their own. They don't even need to be pulled. Yeah. They go up there for fun. Oh, Barefoot. Barefoot. Did you see they're walking by the, the prayer wheels? You know about yes. the Tibetan prayer and wheels? Start, and he was spinning them. Spinning them. And they didn't spin one. 
They didn't spin it, and I looked it up. I did some research. That's the one that says, spin this wheel and you'll summon the Yeti. So they clearly missed it. <laughs> oh, did it? Yes. Oh, my God. No, I'm kidding. Oh, but they missed it. <laughs> now, see, I believe you, and then you pull crap like that. Don't no, do that. No, they did. That, that one, that they, they missed it. They, yeah. they well, spun I like thought that that was offensive. I thought you weren't supposed no, to do that. No, you are supposed that. to spin them. Oh, Every time it goes I around. I thought the... you were supposed to make a prayer when you did it. No, you spin it, and every time the, the drum goes around, the prayer that's written on the wheel is said in your honor. <gasps> oh, so the Yeti, the Yeti summoning prayer was never said. <laughs> I mis- I thought that if you 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 were supposed to pray pray when you did no, it. No, no, no. The, oh, the wheel okay. does well, the work. Makes sense the wheel does okay. the work. If you're lazy but soulful, you spin those things. Oh, that'd be great for me. I know it would be. I just walk down through and daily oh, and back yeah. and forth, especially after done. a night of indulgence. Let's go get you're, drinks. You're yeah, doing exactly. laps. Yeah, you're laps. <laughs> Put one on a spin. Burn, burn off the <laughs> night before. Back pedal. <laughs> Hey! Take me, Jeebus. <laughs> uh, now we get that shot over the footbridge. Oh, oh my uh, God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm terrified. Pointed, I pointed out to Kevin and I said, there's no, no, I could, I could not walk across. Me that neither. Board. Now I, it's not that I have a thing about heights. I can go up in tall buildings and I can go up. There, I have a thing about heights. It's, it's a weird thing about. It, uh, it's self-preservation? A, no, no, no. It's like if you go to something really super tall and it's perilous, like uh-huh. you know, then I I call it silver footing and I silver foot and I know that's not a term or a thing. It's I've not. I've used it my whole life. So it But is, it's still not a thing. <laughs> Just keep You going. are such a bitch. So, you know, if you're someplace and it's very perilous and it seems very easy that you could fall, yeah. it feels like the bottom of my feet are slippery, whether I'm just standing still or but not. Are you saying silver foot or slipper foot? I'm calling it silver foot. I've always called it silver okay. foot. I, it might be called something else. I don't Let's know. Let's make it a thing. Okay, silver foot. So when I saw that bridge and it, we were talking about it, I was like, there's me no too. We and, both, I could hear us both clench. And, on my, <laughs> and I literally, my feet turned like, Slippery, like sitting there on the sofa. Uh, I was like, oh, it's, no, no, it, no, no, it's, no. It's, but yeah, yeah. stunning. Oh, stunning. beautiful. Absolutely they, beautiful. I haven't seen enough footage. They're always, when they go to Everest, they always go right up to the, the, the rock face, all the way up above yeah. that. Those valleys, which I have to believe are some of the most steep, stunning wooded valleys steep in the world. Steep stunning. Steep and stunning. That could be a poor name. Steep thing. stunning? Steep and stunning. Hi, I'm steep stunning. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or miles long. Dude, um, oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> see, I went with your little joke. And see what you, I didn't. Uh, that funny. was from Saturday Night Live. Oh, oh, oh uh, see, it's not even original. It wasn't. So I you need to, to take that out then. You go uh, back and edit that out. Let's stay in it. <laughs> Gotta laugh. Uh, no, but even like the Andean valleys, when they show the, the, the Andes, they're not as dramatic as these valleys. They are right. just so strange. Steep, sheer, whatever. So now we're all the way up and we're looking down on the Namchab Bazaar, which is the uh, capital of the Sherpa community okay. high in the Andes. They're like uh, 10,000 feet. And he's out on that rock outcropping oh, and he's God. he's like- You know, the, he stopped dramatically at the rock and took a drink of water. Right, and, and he explains that the, the, the Nepalese come up through the river valley, takes them 10 days. The Tibetans come over through the mountain pass behind him. They trade everything you can imagine- including stories. The Nepalis will walk 10 days from the Indian subcontinent all the way up the Dudkozi River Valley. The Tibetans will come over the Nangpala Pass. They trade almost everything imaginable, including stories. And then he took a drink of water. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was so dramatic. But looking down on that that Sherpa Bazaar, I was like, that looks like a rubbish dump. It, it looked did. like it did. And and then later, I thought around, it was where the dead bodies were. <laughs> yeah, but that's isn't that what it looked like to you? Like from dying forever, it was a little yes, like that. That's exactly what I thought it was. And then you get all the way down there. Everybody has brought their stuff up and and sell in in those big you know, bin liners in right. um, garbage bags and of all different colors. So from way up there, they're all spilled out in that square. Right it looks, it looks, does not look inviting. And this is when I started saying, I, I, I said, why hasn't someone built a road? Yeah, I don't. Why hasn't someone built a road? I, there probably is a, a road to some point, but so some of these places are just so steep to build a road to a population that has no money. But, but what I'm saying is, is if they built a road up the side of Everest, uh-huh. people would drive it. But I wonder it would if- bring a lot of money. I think I'm gonna. I think this is going to be my. This is cause. either a million million dollar idea or a terrible idea. This is my. I think this is going to be my cause. I want a road up the side of Everest. Mount Everest. You want to drive to the top? I want to drive to the side <laughs> like, of Like, this car drove to the top of Mount Washington. Right. You know those bumper stickers? Was, yes, exactly. <laughs> this car drove to what, the top I of Mount drove Everest. up a mountain. I, I think I told you this story. I drove up a mountain. I was in uh, Palm Palm Desert or Palm yeah. Springs or something, and there was some big, and I, I can't tell you the name of it. I wish I knew uh-huh. I was going to tell the story or I'd know. And I was in a rental car. I was, it was a convertible. I don't. I think it was a Chrysler. And, uh, <laughs> and Chrysler, as I'm driving- Chrysler K-Car. Uh, well, no, no, no. It was a convertible. <laughs> And uh, Sebring, probably. Anyway, and I'm driving up the hill, and there were all these signs saying, turn your air conditioner off, turn your air conditioner off, uh-huh. turn your air conditioner I mean, like, big, like, warning, warning, warning. And I'm like, bullshit, I'm not turning my, yeah, yeah. I'm not turning my air conditioner off. It was a brand new car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that old cliche, you want to beat up the rental car. Yeah. Um, did you get a bumper sticker? I no, I did not get a bumper sticker. I left then, my AC on and climbed mount. Exactly. Whatever. And then I got to the top of the mountain where you could drive to, and then there was a oh, uh, was it Pikes Peak? No, what are those things called? The the a gondola things? Those uh, a weather vane? No, the gondola things that you get in and go up. Oh, 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 a a a a, 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 a tram? No, no well, I guess. Well, but it was uh, hung, it hung from a wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I call them air gondolas. I don't know what else. Gondola, they, gondola. Okay, yeah, they're like the the air mover things at Disney. Yeah, you know? gondola. So uh, and I and so I got to the top where I could drive with the car, and then I was supposed to get out of the car and get on that thing. And I'm like, yeah. no, okay. And I just turned around and came right back down the hill. And, and I didn't get a bumper sticker or anything. Okay, but you could have. That's the highest I've ever been. So whatever that height was. I'm, I'm well, I've been in planes, so that's higher. Yeah, no, that know. doesn't count. Okay, this uh, was this. Uh, okay, I sound really stupid in all this. Oh well. Anyway, okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, now we meet Ian Redmond, and we, no, we've gone to Dawa Sherpa's house, and he's there with his uncle and his two nephews who are on either side of him, and I think they just woke them up from a nap. The because one kid <laughs> looked really weird. He was well, he was blinking. He I couldn't tell if he was really unimpressed, super checked out, or he just woke up. But they were both like that. They right. were on either side well, of him. Well, the, the one was really. I mean, he looked he looked a little spaced out, like. Yeah, you know they had to give him his his speed that morning, so he would be all nice and calm for the, <laughs> when, the when the guests got there. You Cute, know. but the thing that throughout this when they're up in the mountains is everybody has on their down jackets indoors, oh indoors. It makes me think like everything is thirty five degrees, like well, every room is. But but the little kid had a t shirt. I know they do that. Have you ever seen Eskimo babies in their yeah, igloos and they're naked? I guess Eskimo. I don't know. I, it's not I'm even. I'm not looking a little less naked Eskimo in, babies. Inuit. 
Inuit. No, no, no. National Geographic did a special on uh, the Inuit one time, and they were saying that when they were called the, Eskimos. There's, a, a, it's, I, that's offensive, but it's not. I meant don't that know. Way. I don't know what is or is not offensive. Send the but, hate mail to good company in the car. to me. I don't. They, they, well, uh, no, but they I, acclimate so the interior of the, uh, the igloos are, are warm enough. Yes, I but know they're that. they're so acclimated to the cold right. that even like a thirty-five or forty-degree room, which would be bone chilling to most okay. Americans, they're they're you know they've acclimated to it. So. I had an aunt that lived in Alaska, and when she would come to West Virginia to visit, and her kids would, and it would be fall going into winter, yeah. and the kids would be running around in t-shirt and shorts. And you people, were saying that. You were yeah, telling me about them. Because they lived in Alaska. Yeah. So to them, this was like summer to them, and it was like 70, I don't know, or, yeah. you know late, late, low 60, high 60s or whatever. And, the, and, and everybody else was like, ooh, it's getting cold. It's yeah. fall. And they're like, woo! You Golly. know, wanting to get the pool out. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Dawa Sherpa's uncle tells us that, uh, and Dawa Sherpa tells us that the Yeti, not only seeing one, but hearing one, can hurt you. We believe that even if you hear, for example, the noise of Yeti, it can actually cause you harm. And that a Yeti can very quickly manifest itself and disappear again. So... Apparently this this the scream is well Ian Redmond the 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 weird the next guy who comes I giggle, in I guffawed at that yeah the poor guy uh, he's, he's lived trying, with great apes he's trying yeah and and he's here to testify how scary a screaming ape charging at you is you've got a, an animal that is perhaps three times my weight hurtling towards me um, and just a huge black mass and a vocalization which is very very loudly much louder than that, as it hurtles towards you. And with the mouth open, you see the big canine teeth, you see the red maw, and it's very, very frightening. You found it a bit weird when he, he yelled was, right out of the blue. He did well, that really dramatic yeah, yell. And, he's, and you know he's being dramatic for the for the For, for the, the camera. Film they, and yeah. All, and it just, it made I, him look silly. Everybody's trying to sell their brand. I guess. You know? I don't know. Mm. We see all the gear, and uh, Jerry's unloading it, and he's talking to Dawa Sherpa and explains that Dawa Sherpa, he met him a few years ago at the second base camp at Everest. He's climbed Everest twice. Two things. Why would you do it even once? Second thing is, there's probably uh, Jerry's feces up on the... Because <laughs> <laughs> no. it freezes solid and never goes away. No one ever cleans it up. No, that's not true anymore, right? I think you have to bring everything back. Everything except for like foodstuffs. Well, you have to bring back all of your poop. You have to bring back all of your containers. All that now because they they, they made that. That's well, part good. of it. That's I'm glad because it was getting the. But I suspect Jerry left a dump. Well, <laughs> no one's gonna know. <laughs> but yeah. he puts his arm around Dawa Sherpa. This is Dawa Sherpa. We first met several years ago, Camp One on Mount Everest. There's nobody I'd rather work with. Yeah. You know, like an old hand. Oh. And the guy like kind of bows a little bit, so I felt sorry for him because that's their culture to kind of be, yeah, you know, of service. And I'm just, oh, you poor guy, you have to kiss up to this guy. Oh. So we're seeing the uh, all the gear. He's pointing out what they've got. They're going to go up on the mountain and they're going to use state of the art imaging. They, they, they've got extremely strong telephoto lenses. They've got acoustic sensors. They've got thermal imaging cameras. And right. all I could think of was, do you remember in Super Troopers they were doing that? And they caught the guy taking a piss. That's funny. And then he farts, yes, and they could see yes, it. Yes. Well, because it was interesting in the footage that they were using on the sh on this, 
he didn't stand out that much because he had so many layers of clothing on, but uh. his face was like blazing. Yellow. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so when they finally got it up there, yeah. so um, they are at thirteen thousand feet, and um, they suspect the Yeti lives between thirteen and seventeen thousand feet. Thousand feet, not at five thousand meters. Seventeen thousand feet. <laughs> oh, they said wow. that. They said that. They they switched back and forth. They were wow. super inconsistent. Imperial units, please. Sir Edmund Hillary came back in nineteen sixty to look for the Yeti. And in Tamsung Village, they have a Yeti scalp. So Sir Edmund Hillary was allowed to take the Yeti scalp on tour with him. And oh it my. left the mountain and he took it on tour. And he showed it to JFK and he showed it to the Queen of England. Do you remember that? I remember that being a thing. I remember them talking about the Yeti scalp. I, scalp. I remember the... The picture of the monk, uh-huh. or the little dude who uh, that was, was that, that was that was Sherpa's grandfather. Okay, and I remember the picture of that. And was that still his grandfather that was the one who did the got it out of the little? Lock no, 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 no. There? But but his grandfather took it on tour, and I swear to God, if there was no velvet rope that you couldn't get past, you show up at the hey, store club. Look what I got. You're like, hey, who are you? You can't just come. You got the Yeti scale. Right, come Go on, on in. Elizabeth that's Taylor's funny. in the back. Oh, show it to her. <laughs> this is a tavern on the green. You don't have a table. You got the Yeti. Scalp. You're not wearing pants. Yeah. Come on in. Give him the best table in That's the house. Funny. Got the Yeti scalp. Then the Yeti scalp went back. They analyzed it. Uh, so they took a couple of hairs off of it and analyzed it and determined it was goat hair. Well, but, they said that it possibly. Was so now Redmond, crazy screaming Redmond, and your professor friend Jeff are looking at the old slides of the hair samples. And they point out that goat hair, a pair looks a lot like goat hair, and it could have easily been confused. They're they're debunking the, the well, whole Well, because analysis. of the way the scientific tests at the time were different than they are now. So, of course, my question is, is where are those samples? Why can't they use the samples that they had from back then? Yeah, you would have thought they would have them. held on to them. I don't know, maybe even just having a hair from the scalp is enough to get you in places. Excuse you know me, like, can I comb it? <laughs> Studio 54, what do you got? I got a, I got a Yeti scalp hair. Come on in. <laughs> What's her, what, what is he doing over there? Drinking, drinking screwdrivers out of the Yeti scalp. Look at him. That's it around. You want a drink? Here, Liza. There you go. Right, right. Where's my bot? <laughs> doing lines off the Yeti scalp. Exactly. Uh, so uh, you can't now, because they kind of got screwed over with that tour, the town, the village keeps it locked up and nobody, not just anybody can go in and see the Yeti scalp, but since Dawa's grandpa was the one who took it on tour, he gets Jerry an audience with the Yeti scalp and they bring it out of, everything looks so banged up up there. It, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, they were also saying that there were other parts or pieces or something and another village had parts but oh, tourists oh, kept oh, taking okay. them so they don't have them anymore well they were real vague on that but where was, are those parts and pieces yeah that was it it was sort of like you know body snatchers or whatever oh, so anyway jerry goes in they bring it out they bring it out in the little box with a and this is key. supposed to be a high holy room or something yeah like that, right and then jerry starts whispering oh. And he likens it to some and, and holy I, relics. And I, I, and I said, why is he whispering? Yeah. I said to you, why is he whispering? Yeah, there's nobody else in the room. Not only is there nobody else in the room, it looks like the it looks like a VFW hall. So this is it. You know what it reminds me of? You go into a church in Europe and you see the bones, the supposed bones of a saint, preserved like a relic, just like this. 
Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. So he likens it to seeing uh, holy relics, like you know the Pope's teeth or whatever. And <laughs> but uh, they won't give him. You, you a, can see the Pope's teeth. A sample. Well, look, there's, uh, they're all still alive. The ones that are. There's like Saint it, Saint Teresa. Her body hasn't decayed. You ever seen that? No. Oh, Saint Teresa. Her body is it Saint Teresa? Yeah, her her like mummified remains are on display at, at somewhere in Spain. The one that died the same time as Princess died. That's no, Mother Teresa. in like 1560 uh, or something. Uh, and she, her, her, no one cares about her. No, I, what I'm saying is her body has decayed. Remember when decayed. Princess died? Died? Yeah, like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you ask? Never mind. <laughs> Don't you remember the joke? Who's Mother Teresa? She's the one that died two days before <laughs> Diana. And no one remembers who she is now. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Exactly. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, that was. Yeah, a it joke. was uh, uh, Place des Hommes was where they had the crash at the 13th column and the Place des Hommes tunnels. Where oh, Diana it sounds crashed. like another conspiracy. Oh, it was awful. That was terrible. I, I remember, remember that. that. I was really. I'm I wasn't even into it. You weren't into any of that crap. But it was Diana. But everybody, that, yeah. everybody liked Diana. Yeah, everybody really, liked Diana. Really, that really Except did. for apparently the Queen. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, Jerry explains why, very logically, they won't let him take another sample. So they're not going to let us take a sample of the scalp. I mean, why would they? We either confirm something they already know, or we dismiss something that they hold sacred. They got nothing to gain from that. And they don't really care what we think. They got faith. Right. They got nothing to gain if they come back and say it's goat. It's like, well, we don't believe you. We know it's something. To them, it's something supernatural. The Yeti is supernatural. It's a god. It's an animal. It can disappear. It can shapeshift. And see, and that's where they lose me. It, uh, you know, I the people have these mystical beliefs and all that stuff, but that's where it always loses me. No, it is an animal. The yeah. magic is is not real. All this stuff. There's no proof of. I'm with you on that. It. As soon as that stuff, as soon talks, as that I'm stuff like, gets brought up, I'm like, no, it's just a funky ape of some sort that's managed to stay hidden somehow I but go we still see can't prove yeah we still can't prove it and until there's proof you know oh we can shape shift and turn into fog and no no right. no okay all Everybody right calm down so he said they've got faith and jerry's got a documentary to film so now we get the interview with lock padoma who is oh attacked my. by a yeti yo yeti here no I was thinking about my brother. He should have been there. Suddenly, the yeti hit me from behind, like a hammer, and grabbed my neck. It lifted and dropped a cow. It gouged a wound in its side until the blood flowed. Now... He said right now, she lives the life of a recluse now, and I have to believe it's because the press hounds her whenever she shows her face down in Lhasa Apso. <laughs> I don't agree that she lives the life of a recluse. And you want to know why? Why? How was she dressed? Um, she had a faux Gucci scarf wrapped around her head. She had big gold hoop earrings, and she had on a fuchsia pink a down jacket and a long skirt. That sounds like what you would wear if you were being a recluse. <laughs> <laughs> My point of that is, is if she was a true recluse, uh -huh. you think she's worried about her hair and, and her jewelry and stuff? I thought that the press was hounding her and she had to and, retreat and, to the hinterlands of the old she was because she was so famous. She looked, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, because they're all coming up there to the to the Himalayas or well, whatever. You saw him at one point. He's at sixteen thousand feet. And there's a goddamn altar in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that, like who's well, hiking yeah. up to that fucking uh, thing? Yeah. 
There was a doggy. Remember the doggy? Yeah, he's cute. I pointed out the dog. Look at the dog. <laughs> and see, that's that's where my mind goes. The dogs, jewelry, and Gucci. See, we're top. We're on. We're on Mount Everest, and I'm looking at the woman's scarf, going, "It's a fake Gucci." <laughs> well, Lock Padoma tells her story. So she's at sixteen thousand feet, tending her yaks, and out of nowhere, a yeti clonks her on the back of the head. She blames her brother because her brother wasn't there. That's the first part of your problem, Lockba. You gotta admit it was your problem. Your <laughs> don't blame your she brother. She's out there being all saucy and attracting the Bigfoots. And she's she's a little kooky. I don't know my. Uh, well, you know, listen, listen. Small I, town. Small you, town. You live alone in the mountains there. that long. She's alone in the mountains. Get a I don't little think quirky. She, I don't think she was that kooky. If she got her teeth fixed. She'd look like anybody. Oh uh, no! You I know. meant some of her facial expressions seemed a little maybe no. Me? Well, but my judging. I, I she probably isn't very educated. Okay. She's isolated. Talk me down. I. I I don't know. Do they have TV and radio up there? I, do, I don't think they that so, remote because she was she was tending her yaks yeah. at sixteen thousand feet. I think where her fabulous cottage is is it like thirteen thousand? Her feet. fabulous cottage, but seventeen thousand, sixteen thousand feet. Do you know how thin the air is there? I, well. Oh my God! A Yeti knocks her over. She plays dead. She plays possum. <laughs> she plays Himalayan mountain possum, and it rips open the side of a yak, drinks all of the blood, rips open a baby yak, drinks most of its blood, but it survives. That kind of detail, that little nuanced detail, makes me yeah. think that she's telling something. Jerry said she believes a Yeti attack. He just doesn't well, say this is. I hate to use the word problem. This is part of the situation when people think they've had an encounter. Mm-hmm. They think they've had an encounter. Yes. So you're tell if if you're saying that it didn't happen, you're calling that person a liar. Yeah. And I don't ever want to do that. No. But yet I'm like, I need more proof than yeah. what you saw. Yeah. And yeah, it'd be nice if her brother was there to corroborate it. Like coming well, up late, well, he's like, no. sorry, I slept in. No. My girlfriend. She shot at me. it, and she has the body. Yeah. That's what we're gonna need. Well, now she describes how he looks. Can you tell me what what it looked like? The teeth were big. It had a wrinkled face. The eyes were sunk in deep. It walked like this. And that kind of jives with like, like what Sasquatch and everything. It sounds yeah. right. So there's that. Oh, you you missed a part earlier. I, I didn't hear you talk about it. I, I don't think you did. Where the grandfather went to the zoo and saw the ape. Uh, uh, Dowie Sherpa's f- uh, grandfather went to the Harlem Zoo in 1960. He went to America. He went to the Harlem Zoo. He really liked the zebra because he was a horse trader and he thought that was cool. Yeah. And then when he saw a gorilla, he started saying, that's a Yeti. That's a Yeti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Yeti. So it is that that would that would uh, go to prove or whatever the word is I'm not thinking right now that the Yeti that she, that he is so used to talking about or seeing looks very ape-like look, looks a lot like a gorilla the giantess Tisipifica or whatever that other word is so right. who knows so uh, Redmond the guy who does the goofy screaming Ian oh, Redmond is back he is describing because uh, they're talking about how any Yeti, Yeti screams or whatever it's paralyzing and it's terrifying uh, yeah but any big creature screaming it's just going to scare the shit out of you and how the only primate that drinks blood is men man they the Maasai drink blood um, well now I I don't and that's something I don't agree with because monkeys regular uh-huh. monkeys are omnivores they'll uh-huh. eat whatever they will eat meat they will eat whatever so saying that it drinks blood like I'm not saying that this woman's not accurate in her statement but this yeti thing attacked 
a live cow or a live yak or whatever and bit into it and it looked like it was drinking blood. How do we know it wasn't mauling it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she was too specific. So, you know, yeah. So, well, he describes when he saw, uh, he was in Africa and he saw this. Africa. I, I met one guy, uh, an African in, in Rwanda, who had four parallel scars across his stomach where he just narrowly avoided being disemboweled when the silverback swiped at him and just caught his belly with his fingernails. He was a poacher. So it was a guy, it's okay because the guy was a poacher, but it was in ah. Rwanda and a, a, a gorilla had, had swiped at him, a silverback mountain gorilla had swiped at him and almost disemboweled him. So uh, We're talking about very powerful animals, yeah, though. Gorillas really are, too. So we're getting down to brass tacks. We're going to do the super Yeti hunting. We're going to go up into the valley, Jerry and Dawi Sherpa, are going to go up. They're going to position themselves on either side of the valley. Because these two guys right. with walkie-talkies and cameras are Which are fun. Fi- Let's use the walkie-talkie. You can see they're all excited. going to find the Bigfoot that uh, everybody's been looking for for hundreds of years. Yeah. But they're going to get scientific evidence in their two-day trip on the side of the mountain. Three points to make. Three points. One, they set up a super huge tent, which they clearly weren't carrying when we saw them heading up the valley, which means the camera crew bought most of their shit. Well, the yaks had them. Two, they said that the Sherpa had only been living in the Himalayas for 500 years. That's got to be a wild miss, under-exaggeration. The Sherpa had to have been in the Himalayas more than 500 years. Okay. And three, I'm saying they were only up there for one night. They said they stayed up two nights. I think they got all the <laughs> Took footage. Took a lot of footage. Okay, let's go to the Ramada. <laughs> I say they got all that footage in one day from when they landed in the Tenzing hillary airport that was so scary yeah you shouldn't ever go into it to the next day when it flies back out i say they did all that in one day Probably. They they're, waiting they're, on the, they're waiting on the plane to circle right come back up to the thing like, you ready to go you ready you guys ready to go ready so they they get set up and we see uh jerry is in the tent and we can see on the thermal imaging uh we can see dawa sherpa it was supposed to be across the valley. It seems freezing cold. I have to believe it's like 15 degrees. And isn't it like the summer? I don't know what time of year. They never See, name check the month. It's very confusing. I, I, that's one of the things about the it would have to I be. don't, I don't understand. Think, I don't think during the winter they could have accessed those places. Okay. So we see it, and Jerry is... They get the walkie-talkie out. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm coming out to meet you. And he's like... I want to be on the thermal camera too. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, maybe, maybe I'll fart. <laughs> so, if by the way, I don't know if anybody knows this or not. If you have those thermal imaging cameras, use them in front of your remote controls for your television and stuff, and you can see the little shot of light go. Can you? Oh, cool! The I, older stuff. I haven't done it in years. I would totally do that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds fun. I love yeah. stuff like that. So, um, lots of nonsense. Walkie-talkie talk. Um, they point out that it's kind of scary, but there's nothing and. Uh, Jerry comes to this very obvious realization. I can't imagine anything living up there. There's no food. There's no shelter. It'd freeze to death. Being up and in before such a- he said that, well, I want to say this before you say you that. You said it. I was watching, and the first thing I'm like, "What the hell's it eat? What the hell's it eat?" Okay, go ahead. That's exactly right. They can't live up there. There's nothing up what, there. What, what the hell's it eat? Yeah. So now it's footprint time. Footprint time. <laughs> when they get back to the village, they postulate that. Um, postulate. Isn't that that's a word? I, I, that's a perfectly cromulent word. <laughs> oh my god! You just like those big old words. <laughs> that's that's from the Simpsons. You mean they guess? That's from the Simpsons. Postulate? No, cromulent. <laughs> but isn't cro- isn't a crom? No, isn't- cromulent was um, Mrs. Krabappel was saying. Um, what was the word? Uh, 
in Biggin, uh, in, in Springfield, uh, somebody said, uh, even the smallest act in Biggin's me, I think it's uh, Jedediah Springfield statue in, in the town square. And then uh, Mrs. Krabappel says, I never heard that word until I moved to Springfield. <laughs> and the other teacher says, it's a perfectly cromulent word. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, the uh, sesquipedalian? Uh-huh. Sesquipedalian. Sesquipedalian. Kevin has sesquipedalian, which is uh, someone who uses uh, really big words. Oh, it's just pretentious. It's just being pretentious. Is it that's so much he's <laughs> uh, or, or or overuses or, um, verbose is another well, one. Verbose, I think. you just talk a lot. Oh, and then that's you. That's me. I'm very verbose, um, and I'm also uh, loud. Yes. So <laughs> I bet you there's a better word for loud. So it's footprint time. <laughs> <laughs> he just glazed right uh, over there. Uh, no, I, I, I want to get That's to the because it comes when they come back down out of the valley, the high valley, and there will the, be peace in the, the valley. valley. What? Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, that we got to cover that documentary from last night too. Maybe the Go one ahead. in Arkansas. Um, the the guy showing him his photo of the footprints going up the side of the mountain. He's right. like, "You think these are uh, uh, Yeti footprints? I'm sure it is." So, Angtemba, you're convinced that these are the prints of a Yeti? Oh yes, I believe. And this is the, my third time which one I saw. So they, he does the walk. He's like, yes, clearly these are uh, the Yeti is walking up the steep side of the hill. And before we go any further, the way he was doing that walk, he was walking. Okay, so imagine walking sideways, but instead of walking straight step, up the hill, put your foot together, take another step, put your foot together. They were step, put your foot over your other foot, move your other foot behind it, move your other foot above. L- like ahead. a super steep right. incline. And I'm thinking, wouldn't it have been easier to just walk straight forward? No, 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 not walk. Because you're you're doing it for the grip, I understand why they're doing it. Uh-huh. But if you would take your foot and go, I don't know how better. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So instead wouldn't that go- instead of stepping over, they were just trying to make it work. You know what I mean? Foot to foot, to foot. They were just trying to fit the, the theory to the I evidence. Don't know. And the whole time, I'm like that doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. Well, but keep going. As he's leaving, we get this nonsense quote about he came to explore the mystery but left with an understanding of the or whatever. I can't paraphrase. Oh it was awful. God, I know. I rolled my eyes an awful lot watching this one. Jerry came here chasing a myth. But is he now starting to see the truth behind it? Okay, so they get back. Now we're back in the Pacific Northwest, specifically Pacific, Idaho. The Pacific Northwest? Uh, <laughs> in Idaho. Idaho. Expert footprint guy, you're Professor friend Jeff, Jeff is here to tell him it's not a and <laughs> it's not a yeti. It's a snow leopard. And when he tells him that he doesn't think it's a yeti, he has the same look on his face as people get when they're on Antiques Roadshow. So, the prints we brought back from the Himalayas yes. are the evidence of our yeti. Well, I'm afraid I have to say most likely not. Disappointing. And they find out, that, like the boudoir they thought was worth five thousand dollars. Well, if you hadn't cleaned it, it would be worth a million dollars. But you, oh, cleaned that's the it. worst, right? But if you cleaned just it, like, it yes. so now it's only worth a dollar. Yeah, isn't yes, that the weirdest exactly. thing? People do that time and time again. They're like, you, 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 you stripped off the original varnish. Uh huh. Doesn't look better. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> so why he's in a, a, a helicopter again? He flies to. We we meet uh, and, expert Jeff. He's not. And that that was the last one when it, it, they're filming him. And he's well, not at the very end because this is this is no, no, I, he's I, in that helicopter and they're filming him and he turns to say something, but he's looking where no one could be. That was his style through the whole thing. I know, but he's looking yeah. where like if no one could possibly would, be. No one could be. That's the back wall of the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. 
But when when he first gets back and he's going to talk to Dr. Jeff about the footprints, Dr. he's in a helicopter for uh, no reason. I feel like I wish the, I could afford a helicopter. I feel like to the go budget, to the specific Northwest. <laughs> the specific North. I feel like the budget for this thing they hadn't burned all the money up, and they're like, right. "Fuck it, throw him back in a helicopter." <laughs> so he flies out and he meets Jeff in the middle of nowhere in the helicopter. Well, so I'm well, so glad to meet you. Snow. But the, yeah, you telling me there is a snow back at Idaho State University campus? There's tons of. They I didn't, didn't have to do any of that. And uh, well, so, yeah, but it's way more dramatic for them to be in the woods. All right, well, what if the Bigfoot had come clomping out and attacked them or something? They would have been ready. So Jeff, so Jeff uh, disproves. Jeff explains what caused the footprints in the snow and how it happened, and it's a snow leopard, which we both wish were pets. I really, I, I know, I would love to have a snow leopard for a pet. They look, they look I'm super chill. Allergic to cats, though. I would put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> it could kill you, but you know. So now Jeff explains why it's hard to prove there is a Bigfoot or a Yeti. If neither the Yeti nor the Sasquatch actually exist outside of the realm of folklore, then that's a real possibility we need to acknowledge. It's actually very difficult to demonstrate a negative. And it's hard to disprove it. To, you right. know, you, to, to prove is hard. To disprove is hard as well. Do you, you can't Well, there, it's impossible to prove a negative. But then, and this happens all the time, and then he turns right around and says this. It could happen just like that with a, a hunter bringing one down or a semi hitting one on the highway. We're certainly not throwing in the towel with this result. <laughs> it's going to get shot or hit by a Mack truck one of these days. And of course, it wouldn't that have been done by now? All the hunters, all the, I know hunters. I know lots and lots of hunters back home. <laughs> well, no, I know some here too, but. They would have come across one of them uh, of the hundreds of people I know in my life that have hunted. No one's got a story like that. Yeah. They've got scary stories. There was sure. something in the woods. Uh, but for them to go, something came up and poked me with a finger, you know, no. No. <laughs> like Someone's going to shoot it or hit it with a truck. Exactly. I, there's a lot of bloodlust out there. That's the only way it's ever going to be proven. I don't want them to kill the poor thing. Uh, I re- swear to God, I don't. Can't one just die peacefully by a creek in a meadow and, <laughs> well, and then someone comes well, upon it and it, it has like exactly, flowers on it. Exactly. Can it be like a peaceful burial? Exactly. A that big would be nice, burial. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. No. Really well, Jerry, Jerry closes it out with some mumbo jumbo. Look, hundreds of miles of wilderness that human beings have barely touched. The Everest region, even more remote. If anyone tried to tell me that they knew for certain there's nothing out there. Well, that I couldn't believe. Okay, Jer, we get it. <laughs> Until someone proves to you that there's absolutely no way it could happen, we get it. Not off no. more helicopter and buy, and you know, put a pin in it. That's the search for the hunt for the abominable snowman on Disney Channel. It's a fun watch if you're super it's into not abominable bad. snowman. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I think we gave you the good parts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you like the Bigfoot genre, mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting enough to watch. But I I just I just pick this stuff apart, especially if you if you've got it. I don't know how long it was, an hour and a half or an hour. Or no, forty five minutes. Oh, it was only. 45 oh god oh god oh my i watched it three times (laughs) i thought it was way longer than that oh my god um okay well if if you've got that much time invested in it you're hoping that you're going to get something out of it yeah and i hate to be the spoiler alert here but you're they you've watched 45 minutes you've invested 45 minutes really pretty though you get some really pretty shots there's some fun stuff to watch and all that kind of stuff and you could i finally saw what nothing idaho state university's um 
campus looks like. Yeah. Dreadful. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, it looks bleak. Idaho, well, I think, is a pretty kind Idaho of state. Idaho in the winter. Yeah. yeah. Do they ever see Bigfoot in Europe? I don't think they do. I don't know why. They've got mountains. They've got drunk people. They have drugs. <laughs> but uh, there probably is in Russia. There has to I, there, be. Yeah, I think they do see it in Russia. Yeah. But again, drunk, drugs, yeah. <laughs> crazy yeah. people. And um, okay, well, that was uh, our installment. We got a little Bigfoot content our in there for y'all. And We're on an installment plan now? Well, you know, we want to touch back, get back, get back to our big hairy well, friend. we do. <laughs> and, and our little mascot's sitting here watching us. He's I'm going to little... take a picture. Actually, I'm going to put it, I'll put it on the Facebook. Well, please put, I gotta... <laughs> oh my God. Do it right now. No, he needs something nice in the background. Oh, he's got a Gucci bag right I next know, to him. I know, but the, oh God. All right, we'll post. Pose it. We'll pose him. Yeah, yeah. We got a little our little mascot, and uh, he's our little Bigfoot mascot. And so uh, he looks over us whether we're talking about Bigfoot or not. He's articulated. God, we've got. There's we, another one over there's there. One, there's one right that's next the six to million dollar man, man one. That's exactly. a super action figure. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you're enjoying it, please, maybe if you could give us a review, we'd appreciate it. Or five star, or or just send us a note. Our email is goodcompanyinthecar at gmail.com If you want to just send us a quick notes suggesting something to cover or any improvements or whatever if you're liking the show or if you want to tell jack how funny he is I'm <laughs> you don't have to tell me i know i have a t-shirt uh, that says that thanks you guys for your support and we thanks look forward a lot. to uh hear from you have a good night